Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 178. Uh, this week, Nick is not with us, He's taking the week off. So joining me is my lovely wife, Kaylee. Hi. Per usual, the B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast referring the humor and enjoyment and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. And the podcast is also sponsored by Audible. Uh, if you go and use our Audible trial, we get a little kickback. So to do that, go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie. You get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. And you, they have over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle, iPad, whatever you use to listen to audiobooks. And as we mention each and every week, for recommendations, just check out any Dean Koontz books because they're all on there. And you can... Listen to Phantoms over and over and over again. It's like a reoccurring gag that we mentioned Dean Coons oh, on the okay. podcast. I don't know how it started, but <laughs> it just, uh, because he has like a million books. So it just had to be a thing that his books were probably on Audible. So yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie to uh, get that free trial and free audiobook on us. Do it. Yeah. So you can listen to this podcast if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, or on our website, bnbpodcast.com, or anywhere else you get your podcast, any sort of app you may or may be using. Um, you can also contact us on our website, bnbpodcast.com, at our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, just search Breakdown or at bnbpodcast, you can find us there. Since Nick is not here, I will do his plugs for him. Go to Scatterville.com to check out all of his comics and follow him all over social media at Scatterville Scatterville Stories. Almost screwed that up there. And he's got uh, you know comics and pages coming out daily, and he's working on some new stuff, so check that out. This week, we watched a listener-requested film. It was requested on our Instagram page. It's 2007's Dead Silence. It was directed by James Wan, who did Saw right before this. So he's coming off, of course. Coming off a huge uh, huge success there with Saw. And then since then, he's had a lot of success with a lot of different horror movies and whatnot. But uh, this was an interesting um, entry after that one. But we will get into that. So this week's episode, listener requested, 2007's Dead Silence. It's the best of the worst B-Movie Breakdown 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 So it's interesting that James Wan, who directed this movie, his career has kind of taken an interesting path since directing Saw. Uh, Saw, I, I don't know, did you ever see Saw or no? Yes, I've seen Saw, yes. Seesaw. So I saw you, Saw. So you saw Saw. <laughs> Surprising, because you don't like many horror movies, and that's a pretty grotesque Yeah. Uh, I only saw the first one, never watched any of the others. It's, that's, you're, you're okay. I mean, I've watched, I think I gave up around like four, but they, uh, they're not, they're not as good as that first one was. The first one had that good twist ending, and and uh, something about this movie that reminded me exactly of Saw was not, one, the music, very, every time they were driving, it just felt like that song that they play at the end of Saw, and they played it kind of at the end of this, too, 
when everything's like wrapping up. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing in this movie. The wrap up at the end when they yeah. reveal like, oh my god, here's the, the twist. Big, yeah, the big here's, plot twist. But it was done the exact same way as Saw. Like the photo flashbacks, the rewinds, the, and the song in the background, and the music playing with the like the rewinds and the mm-hmm. putting the pieces together. It was like done the exact same way it's, it was done in Saw. So it's just kind of weird that like he went back to the, like I guess what works. Yeah. But uh, it just kind of like really why would you I don't know why do that and then um, another interesting thing about this movie that I noticed was not like Saw, but is the blue tint that was over this entire movie. Yeah. The whole movie was blue. It definitely was blue. It was like a grayish sometimes, but mainly like a blue tint. And it kind of bothered me. But a lot of horror movies around that mid-2000s mark had did that. That was like, it looked like a, it looked like a horror movie from when it was made. Maybe it was to make Mary Shaw look a little creepier. Yeah, I mean, it's to give the whole movie a tone of creepiness. Like, there's yeah. a lot of horror movies that do, like, a different tint. Maybe, like, a yellowish one or some sort of, like, tint to it. Just make it look off. Yeah. but And this was definitely to make it look gloomy and creepy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, honestly, for the most part, I thought this movie was pretty boring. Yeah. There was not a lot of action-packed scenes, and it definitely took time to get from one thing to the next. It took to too much next. time. It was a lot of meandering. It was hard to get invested in, I feel like. Yeah, it was a lot of meandering, a lot of just, like, it's just, like, stuff you just didn't care about. It was just like, oh, they just kept going over the same stuff over and over again. Who is Mary Shaw? Why is Mary Shaw? What is Mary Shaw? It was, like, constantly asking about it. And then the other part was, like, Donnie Wahlberg's character, of this cop, just, like, pestering oh, the main character. Him. Main character Jamie over and over again, and yeah, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, he's a pretty awful actor. Yeah, he's not good. This was, and this probably was not his best work, but I don't think his best work is even his best work. I think probably if people had to pick his best work, it'd probably be Sixth Sense. I remember him being pretty yeah. good in Sixth Sense, but since the, I think he's actually in some of the Saw movies. I think he's at least in one or two of mm, the sequels. I think you might be right. Uh, and I think he's on some TV show now, but. He has the Wahlburger show. Right, he's the Wahlburger <laughs> show, but I mean, like, I think he's a, like a cop show. I think he plays oh. a cop, like, all the time. I think oh. he was a cop in The Sixth Sense. So he's just, just typecast as yeah. playing a cop. But in this movie, he's... He did not do well. He's not good. No. I get they tried to make him, like, kind of quirky. He had, like, the shaver, and it's like, oh... oh enough with the shaver, He's though. being silly with his shaver the whole time, and... But that wasn't even enough to keep you interested in his character... And even anybody who died, I mean, I guess in the beginning when the character Lisa dies, you're kind of like concerned a little bit because you don't know yeah, these characters. You're like, so it's what's like, what's going on? Oh my god! Yeah, so it's like, oh my god, she died, and like uh, her mouth is like ripped apart and tongue taken out. And but after that, it's just all the deaths are just whatever because the movie moves so slow. And sometimes it works for horror movies. Sometimes a slow pace, that slow burn. For, and and those kills that happen, they make them. It, it, it's more intense that way. Right. But this, it just was. It was a lot of just nothing. Nothing happening for long periods of time. And the dude who was the main character, his name is Jamie. Um, he was on True Blood. Oh. He played the character Jason Stackhouse. Mm. Um, I believe that was the character's name. It was like the brother to the main character. Okay. So he was on... That's what I recognized him from was True Blood. But, um... And he was alright. 
he's fine. Like, the acting was fine other than Donnie Wahlberg. Like, right. The acting's fine. I thought, like, the... And, and another thing, I guess, I guess I'm a little biased because sometimes these, like, ghost type of movies and possession movies, they don't do a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I was bored, because... You're more of a slasher guy? I, any horror other than the possession, exorcism type of movies, they just kind of bore me. I think, like, if I were to pick a couple of them, one of them would be, like, the Poltergeist movies. But other than that, like, I'm not big on... Like, there's a lot of them now. Conjuring, Insidious. Right. Uh, which, actually, James Wan did those movies. And they're, oh. like, huge movies now. They have, like, a million sequels and spinoffs and everything like that. And I don't know how closely tied to the spinoffs and sequels uh, he is. I mean, he created the movie, so I'm sure he's getting some sort of, like, writing credit or producing credit on all those. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, he did, like, Insidious, Conjuring, Insidious 2, Conjuring 2... But um, in between all those horror movies, actually, um, uh, he did Furious 7. Oh, wow. Which is like I a, didn't see that he, coming. Yeah, huge departure yeah. for him. In, in the, But I thought Furious 7 was awesome. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, so it was like interesting. like But totally different style of yeah, movie. Yeah, totally. and pretty much that's the only time he's ever done anything like that. Because he did Saw, and then he did... Well, he did, after Dead Dead Silence, he did a movie called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. That's a movie that I actually really enjoyed. I think it kind of underrated movie. Uh, it's like something happens to his kid, gets murdered by these people, yes, and he I goes after exactly them and kills them. Like yeah. It's like basically the movie Death Wish with Charles Bronson, right. which is actually being made, remade by Eli Roth with Bruce Willis that's coming out soon. But it's like basically Death Wish. And they called it Death Sentence, but it's... The same movie, kind of ish. Sure. Um, I think in the original Death Wish, though, there's like a rape involved, and obviously Death Sense. It wasn't right. that, but it was a uh, kind of similar thing. But I think James Wan. It. I don't know if he's still attached because so many different people have come in and out of the movie. But as of now, it's still saying online that he is attached to direct an Aquaman movie. Wow. And we did watch. Uh. Or they're filming it, I guess, or something. But he's directing it. But we did watch Justice League recently. We did. Not that great. Not great at all. Um, but I did... A couple things. If I had to take anything out of Justice League that I did enjoy, uh, more Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's great in it. And uh, I did like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. That's something I didn't think I was going to like. And I ended up actually kind of liking him as Aquaman. Yeah, but we haven't really seen him in much because we are like the few people on earth that don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> right, but but I right, so I don't really know much of his background, but I just didn't know how he, Aquaman's an interesting character to do because you could do him as this like clean-cut guy or like a bearded dude, but then they gave him all these tattoos and stuff and it's like what's going on here? So I, but I actually ended up liking Aquaman yeah. in just in the he Justice League movie. Off, definitely. So I'm interested to see, and then James Wan directing this Aquaman movie for what he did with Furious Seven to do an, an action movie, and then they have a lot of awesome people in the cast too. Dolph Lundgren's in it, and uh, I think Nicole Kidman might be in it or something like that. But um, I think I think that's something that these DC movies, when you look at them. 
The ones that were just okay or bad are the ones like Zack Snyder was involved with. Right. And I like Man of Steel. That one was fine. Batman vs. Superman, eh. Yeah. It had its, yeah, it had its good parts and they had a lot of bad parts. And then Justice League. And then the ones that are pretty good. I mean, Suicide Squad was was all right. I didn't right. think it was as bad as most people thought it was. No, I didn't but think it was But the bad. one that is the standout is Wonder Woman that Patty Jenkins did. And I feel like... Maybe that's the answer. Let yeah. let other people do these movies. Like Mar- Marvel, they do have the Russo brothers that do like the Avenger ones, and they did some of the Captain Americas. But they do a lot. Like the guy who did Black Panther, he directed Creed previously. Mm-hmm. So they let all these people come in and direct these movies. It's not always the same. Like the guy who did Thor was the guy who did What We Do in the Shadows. It's not like we need this one guy to drive to this. all of them. Yeah. Right. Maybe if he wants to stay on as producer, I really don't. Zack Snyder's whatever, but if he wants to stay on as producer, I think that's fine. But letting James Wan do it like Aquaman, that might mm-hmm. Aquaman might actually be pretty awesome without Zack Snyder being involved. Yeah, and uh, and because Fury Seven was pretty awesome. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know how to transition back into Dead Silence other than talking about James Wan, <laughs> but. Uh, it's just it's you're it's a very run of the mill doll possession movie killer doll and there i mean obviously most killer doll movies they're possessed by something whether it's like in in the child's play series chucky he he is a per like a person's soul went from that body into right. the doll's body and he's stuck there and he's trying to get out and i feel like if you're going to do a killer doll movie, that has set the bar. Oh, yeah. It's been going on for however many years now. They just came out with a new one last year, and it was great. And it's been the same writer-director the entire time. And But, yeah, it sets that bar. And there's some other oh, all-right killer doll movies. There's one called Dolls from the 80s that was all right. And uh, But I feel like this movie was like a glorified Night of the Living Dummy from Goosebumps. There's a Goosebumps yeah. book, book yeah. and the doll in that looks... It, it, I mean, it's like your average dummy. Like dummy, because it's that, like, uh, that famous one with the monocle. Right. That's like the ideal like right. killer dummy. So in the Goosebumps books, there's like three or four of those books, and it's the killer dummy. And he that character is even in the goosebumps movie that came out they, he was like right, the leader I that. he was like the yeah. leader of like all the creatures and stuff right slappy I that. or whatever yeah. his name was yeah so I, and i feel like obviously this that was more recent than De- dead silence but i feel like yeah it was just a glorified goosebumps now what about the movie annabelle that's about a doll too yeah i never saw it that came out of the conjuring which was james oh, Wan. right that's what i was thinking <laughs> so the 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 doll must... I've never seen The Conjuring just because, like I said, the, the ghost possession movies don't do anything. But I think the Annabelle thing isn't so much that the doll is, like, moving. And in this, the dolls weren't moving all that much. They would move their right. eyes. I think it's just, like... It almost, I guess it's kind of the same where there's a spirit in the doll. But I think it's more to do with less than just one killer lady thing. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I know that they've made like two of them now, two of those right. Annabelle movies. And, uh, which is, cause yeah, there's like Annabelle and then Annabelle creation or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all those insidious and conjuring, they've had like, 
multiple sequels and spinoffs because I think there's one called like The Nun or something coming out, and it's a spinoff of oh. one of those James Wan. I know he produces those movies, but uh, and then those are all uh, Blumhouse properties, and uh, um, and it's funny because Nick, who is obviously always on this podcast, he we we're talking about Hellraiser and about how Blumhouse should get the rights to that because I, we think that they would do a good job with that because they seem to be the only people kind of killing it in the horror market other than whoever whatever studio but i think it was a bigger studio that put out it so if somebody can get the rights to that but blumhouse did get out which was like a huge yeah, oscar nominated right. um movie and get out was awesome i, I really like that movie a lot so um, one thing I was going to bring up was that it really reminded me of that show that you and I were watching recently about that little boy and his doll, and it was like the the myth show. Oh, lore. Yes. Remember that episode? Yeah, there was <laughs> like the, the doll? yeah with the doll, and it was like and it was like his doll. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they, I wonder if this movie was like slightly based off of that tale. Because like instead of burying the doll, they like basically sealed him shut like in a coffin they like you know right. nailed it shut yeah i don't know i want i would be interesting to see if i don't see it in any sort of trivia things here but i wonder if it was that was any sort of inspiration but i mean possibly not because there's so many different oh yeah of these movies and uh this whole mary shaw thing was like she was a ventriloquist who why did they kill her so they didn't really say why exactly they killed her, other than I think she was just mean and evil. Yeah, so she was like pissing um, the people off, and that's a, and that's another aspect of this movie that. Oh I was... no, I'm sorry. Do you remember they did say that that boy that like talked smack to her went missing shortly after? Right, and right. So that they, they blamed were, her. They blamed her. There was no one else to blame but her, and they went after her. So that's like this movie is also very reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street, in the fact of. The townspeople oh, got yeah. together, killed this person. Obviously, Freddy Krueger was actually doing some terrible things. This Lady Mary Shaw, we don't. They, it's we never don't revealed sure. if she actually well, did no, kill this they little did. boy. That little boy was the one that she made into a human doll, remember? Was it? Yes, that oh was that same God, kid, it was. the redheaded kid. It was kid. that kid. Why did I think it was a different kid? She didn't well, have any kids. They were t- no, <laughs> no. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. Right. That's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. She had no children. Yeah. So, I don't know why, for some reason, I thought that was a different kid. No, well, there were two kids in that scene, because one of them was Was the old man. That's why I thought that. So, so she did, I guess she did kill that kid. So, it is like a Freddy thing. Like, she killed these people. They want her, her dead. They kill her. She goes back for revenge of the people who killed her and their ancestors. And their ancestors. So it's like the Freddy thing was like, well, though he didn't go after the people who killed him, he went after their kids because that's what he like. He said like, I will go after your children. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he was the nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, but it was very much that like, okay, she's gonna go after, keep going after these people, right. these descendants of these, of these people. One interesting thing though. I wonder how long, so in the movie, the character Jamie, his dad, you kind of feel like is kind of creepy and ha- looks he, like he the looks Billy like doll a dummy. Yeah. and he ends up being a dummy, like a yeah. human dummy. Yeah. How long was he dead for? 
I have to, you have to assume pretty recent from the doll getting sent to yeah. the house because his body's not going to like. No, he was There was no way to like restore the body. But what I want to know is like, obviously a dead person smells distinctly dead. So how did. And he had a big gaping hole yeah. in his back with a piece of wood shoved right. in it. So, so how did he... nobody notice that. Ghost powers or something i don't know that's something Something. obviously not not fully explained but yeah i i thought to myself like how he couldn't have been dead for very long otherwise but it he would have looked physically like but billy was there over the course of several days remember because it had showed him sleeping like in in that hotel room like multiple times yeah but several days is different as opposed to like him being dead for a long time Uh, well right and like his wife Right. Uh, and, like, she obviously was only with him because she, she was possessed yeah, by Mary, Mary Shaw, Shaw right. which is, like, what's that? Like, how was she connected to this, that woman? Right, that How was did weird. she get possessed? There was no, exp- there was just, like, it was just, like, oh, my God, Ella is Mary Shaw sometimes or right. all the time. Or it was, right. just like, I guess. And it was just, like. I mean that, which is like an an interesting well, twist ending, right? But there was no, there's no explanation as to like how she, how this woman got involved, or was she possibly married to him before? It seemed like the, their marriage was pretty new because when she when um, Jamie came to the house, he'd never met her, but he'd been away for a long time. A long time, yeah. He said he hadn't talked but to him he, in years. But re- remember, the weird part was like. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to paint over you when you die because all of my father's wives die. Right. So, was that Mary Shaw killing all of his wives? I don't know. She she was only killing people in the bloodline. Right. So that was or so... people who killed, like like the old man who died. His parents were ones right. of the ones who killed killed her. So that's why he went. They she went after. You no, know, his dad was a mortician. Yeah, but I thought he was one of the people. Oh, I don't. I didn't think so. I thought he was one of the townspeople. He was there when it all happened, when it all went down. Right. So there'd be no other reason to kill him. The only reason to she only kills. No, remember it's you. I, can't I guess scream. except for Donnie Wahlberg. You can't scream, and the old man screamed. Right. And so she. But he him. was also there. He was also part of the lineage. Yeah. Of the Mary Shaw thing, the only death that wasn't part of the lineage. Was Donnie Wahlberg. And I think that's because he was there. Like, he just because he was there. And he screamed. Right, right, right. And I think the whole, like, because you scream thing is just... I don't know. It's just kind of stupid. Because it's like... If it's a killer thing, it's going to kill you anyway. Like, right. It's like, oh, can only... Like, this is a rule that the ghost... Ha- like, <laughs> like, the ghost has to follow. Like, has to follow this rule. Like, you can only kill if, you, <laughs> if the person screams. Well, what I also thought was kind of strange was like, okay, so Mary Shaw can live through all of these hundred dummies or whatever, but then she can just magically just fly around and possess. Right. So why? But why live? And her living through the dolls really didn't do anything, anyways. No. For the for the Billy doll, yes, because she dug up. She dug up... Why didn't she just dig up all the dolls? Well, she did, I guess, eventually. Right. But why didn't she send them... Are there more descendants? Or right. Why Jamie's the last one. Out? Yeah, she sent the one, and... I don't know. It just seems like a weird, flawed little thing to you. Like, 
The dolls almost have nothing to do with it. Right. Because the dolls don't... She got to Jamie via the doll, but couldn't she have also just like... Well, she had to have been possessing the Billy doll when it killed Lisa, the wife. That's what I mean, though. She got to Jamie and Lisa via the doll. Right. So inside the doll, she traveled there. Right. But she could also just travel there without the doll. Right, because apparently she just floats around and flies around and shit, so... Because when she was, like, in the crawl space thing, you could, like, she was, like, moving around. She wasn't in the doll. Right, no. And she could have... The cemetery was close by. She could also possess people, apparently. Right. Who aren't dead. Because, like, that Ella chick... Yeah, she wasn't she was dead. alive. She was alive. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. Or even if Ella wasn't alive, why couldn't she have just possessed a dead person and walked to where Billy was? If she knew right. where, if she knew where he lived enough to send him a doll in the mail, right, or drop it off, or whatever. It just seems the rules are just I don't I don't I don't know the rules of of the Mary Shaw situation. And uh, the poem you were mentioning before was, uh, Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. But apparently, in the trailer for the movie, which I kind of like it better, I guess. It said, Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. If you see her, do not scream. She'll rip your tongue out at the seam. I like Mm. that one better. Yeah. Why it was that's weird that in the trailer that's what they yeah. used and in the movie I mean it happens usually in movies where you'll see uh, scenes in a trailer that aren't in the final movie like right. they, they just deleted them or they they used them in the trailer and then whatever in the Justice League I remember seeing m- multiple things in the trailer that weren't in that final movie and um, but it happens but a saying that's like the thingy right well, that's the theme of the multiple times yeah, the theme of the trailer which is it's kind of um it's kind of interesting um one thing i also noticed in this movie it was made in 2007 so shit happens but the cgi that was on the doll's face was a little rough uh, yeah uh when she was like possessing the faces i mean 2007 pretty good cgi around the time but I guess you can't say much because we just, like, I guess bringing it up for the millionth time, Justice League, there's some pretty bad CGI in yeah, there. Yeah, I and, thought so too. And one thing I noticed the other day about that was, uh, when we were watching it, I kept noticing it. And I was like, God, that looks weird. Why does it look so weird? <laughs> and then I I watched something else and they mentioned it. Uh, Superman's mouth was CGI. Did you notice his mouth looked weird during the movie? No. I kept noticing, it just looked like... It looked like blurred, mm-hmm. like in spots. And I remember while while they mentioned while filming that um, Henry Cavill had a mustache. Oh. And I wonder if that was because like to keep it like oh he's not filming right. the movie or but I that Mission Impossible trailer just came out and he's the bad guy in it and yeah. he has a mustache. So was he like filming this and that? I don't know. But like why? Can he just shave it? Yeah, or, that's weird. Why would or something? But yeah, CGI I noticed his mouth. mouth. His mouth was CGI. Looked really awkward and weird. But uh, yeah, the CG. There wasn't a whole lot of CGI in this, and I and I I can appreciate that for sure in this. And then it really didn't need to have much CGI. The dolls were all they can be real. I mean, right. probably, I mean, some of them might have been CGI in like the cases because they're far further away, and you can just digitally add all those dolls. They're not gonna build 
hundred dolls. Right. Uh, but the ones they did build, I thought they did a good job on. And when people's mouths were ripped open and stuff, the the practical yeah. effects on the mouth and tongue being ripped out. But the deaths were so few and far between that even at a slow pace, they didn't. They weren't cool. They weren't meaningful. They weren't like. They just happened, and it was just like, blah, here's the mouth yeah. open, and it only, like, only a few people died. Yeah, and most of them were, like, just kind of, like, thrown somewhere, and then they came back with no tongue. Right. Like, that was it. And, and it's, it's it's not a, it shouldn't be a complaint about horror movies that only a couple people died, because plenty of horror movies have only a few people die. But I think it was just the pacing and the, and the way it happened, and it was just very uneventful when it happened. You just didn't care... And it was just like, hmm, all right, I guess, sure, why not? Well, during the movie, you and I were kind of talking about the credits being in the front of the movie because it's a little bit older movie and whatever, but I felt like that really just set it off boring to begin with. Like, you yeah. sit through all of that, and it was slow going. You didn't really get a whole lot of information. But, like, any movie before, like, 2010, once that became a thing to just... Title, movie start, or yeah. scene, movie title, then movie start. Right. Like, you have your cold open, and then the title... Like, before that, most movies had long title sequences. And one that always comes to mind is uh, Spider-Man had the whole, like, webs, and yeah, scenes inside the webs in the second one, and going through the old scenes, and it was, like, the whole yeah. credits. And, like, even uh, growing up, I remember, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had, like, a whole animated intro mm-hmm. and most movies had long and even a lot of horror movies like every friday the 13th has like the same music in the very beginning the same like um i can't remember the guy's name that does the scores for all those but then it's like the names popping up and it's just a black screen with right. the names popping up and then the director and casting and that's just how movies were you had right. your credits and they were long because they went through a, a lot of people not every single extra and everything, but they went through all the important people and then the movie started. And uh, this was still at a time in 2007 when movies were still doing that. Most mo- I can't even think of the last movie I saw that where the credits were in the opening. I don't know. I felt like because it was a slow-paced movie anyway, like having to sit through that first, like nothing really in that part of the movie grabbed my attention and made it seem like it was something I really wanted to watch anyway. No, it was just supposed to show you like the doll making yeah. and creepy. Look, it's creepy. And here's our creepy music, our saw music. That also, it was like saw mixed with the exorcist. That's what the music was in this. It very much sounded like the, the tubular bells or yeah. whatever that song is called from the uh, from the exorcist and also i would one note i'm going uh, wanted to make and i know nick would appreciate this if he was here uh the opening of this movie the was we used to be part of the fcf network and their little opening thing was literally this like the ding 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 like the little clown like sound oh, so yeah. that was like their thing and like they clearly like took it from this movie. Oh. So I thought that was like right when I heard it I was that's like, Oh, that's the thing that the yeah little uh thieves going on in the in the former FCF world. So uh but yeah, I mean this movie it just it was a lot of like inve- like Jamie trying to investigate the dolls, the cop trying to investigate Jamie, and it was just it was just slow, like, even when Jamie investigating it, 
He went through newspapers. He didn't really ever find anything out. He only learned about the story through that old man eventually. Right. And then by the time that happened, that was already an hour in and there's only 30 minutes left of the movie. I also felt like the whole scene with Donnie Wahlberg, like, interrogating him and then also just, like... I'm sorry. That just is so unrealistic, the way he was doing things. Like, the way he was following him around. Oh, yeah, no cop would ever be allowed sneaky. to do that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're going to be on the same team, and well, I'm just going to believe you. I'm going to follow you here to this thing, and then I'm going to believe you, and oh, shit, you're right, so you're not in trouble anymore. And, well, at that oh, point, I don't think he really had a choice other than to believe him, because it was happening right in front right. of his eyes. So he literally didn't believe him up until the point of when... All the dolls show, like, they revealed all the dolls, right. and then all of a sudden, like, there's the clown doll talking. And then another thing is also... Like, where the hell did the clown doll come from? Like, I, I know she had dolls, but majority of the dolls were dummies, right? Like... Well, that was a dummy, too. Yeah, but, I mean, I, it I, just seemed randomly placed. And it also felt like the dolls, like, were they supposed to, like, represent the people she was killing? Too, oh, I don't like, know. Possibly. I thought that That's was going to be a thing like, twist. oh, she was basing them off. The, that might not even be a thing that was ever even thought about. But then there's like that clown doll. And it, and honestly, when that showed up, it's just like, of course. Of course there's a clown ventriloquist. Right. Because people are already scared of ventriloquist dummies. And people are scared of clowns. Right. Because like in Poltergeist, there's like the clown doll and it attacks the kid. And, and that just looked, was just like, well, of course. Of course we're going to have a clown doll. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it looked cool, but it was just, even then, like, when she's explaining stuff, that was, like, slow, and it was, like, boring, and you just didn't, you just didn't care. Yeah. Even when they, like, even the ending is very anticlimactic of, like, defeating her, just burning the house down. Right. He didn't do much. Maybe they He was just it. like, oh, burn it. And then Danny Wahlberg died and he's like, I'm going to get out. Yeah. And then obviously, because they're, that is anticlimactic because they're setting you up for the big reveal of the dad being right. a puppet, a living puppet, and Ella being like the puppet master. And but they never killed her because at the end she was still... No, that's what I mean though. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm saying that the ending was, he burns the house down, but it, it feels anticlimactic probably on purpose because it's like it's a sigh of relief for you for a moment for as a viewer but then you're like really that's it that's just how they do it and then oh no she's not dead yeah this here's the big reveal here's the rewind saw scene and maybe they were hoping that it would do well enough that they could have a sequel but i don't know i mean i don't really know what they could have done with a sequel just another i mean what else i mean what else do they do with any sort of movie like this where right. you just continue the legend of mary shaw and it's just like a whole it's another story with mary shaw no thanks and another thing but then but the thing is if she's only killing people in the lineage right she then out of people to kill. i don't there could have been something because another thing is the reason she kills lisa is because she's pregnant right with jamie's baby with jamie's baby which is like also another thing that happens in multiple horror movies. Right. Is like, oh well she you this character didn't know the wife was pregnant, wanted to kill it was almost like we recently watched the Psycho movies and in Psycho Four, Norman uh wanted wanted to kill one last time because the woman who he was now married to after being rehabilitated again um he wanted to kill her because she he found out she was pregnant and he didn't want a child born into the world with like his 
Jeans. Jeans. Like, he didn't want another, like, psycho. He didn't want another, this killer, this demented, insane person in the world. So that's yeah. one reason why he was going to kill his wife, because he didn't want this thing to exist. So, um, it's just a, it's just a thing that happens in a lot of, I mean, I've, it's happened in plenty of horror movies where that's the reason why a certain character is killed and the other person, it's usually, and the other person doesn't know a lot of the times. Like, what? I didn't even... So right. that was like an interesting little twist too, but it's like, mm, all right, I guess, sure. It mainly because like you know, most of the time you just don't care about m most of the things that are um, going on in the movie. So I thought it was just okay. I would never watch it again. It was pretty boring. You don't even really like jump scare horror nope. movies, and I told you this wasn't going to be that bad, and it really wasn't. It, it was, really wasn't that bad. It really wasn't boring. It, it never even had for, and I think that's one reason that it felt so boring is because even when these kind of uh, horror movies that do kind of drag it out a little bit more, the reason they're doing it is that is because they're ramping up the intensity. It's making you feel uncomfortable the whole time. You're yeah, you're waiting. You, you're waiting. You're, for waiting, you're to feeling happen. like something's coming. You're feeling like it's coming. Something's coming, and then when it does, you then you feel that. But in this, it was just like. No, there was not. There wasn't even the. There was never moments. The when you when the moments were made made to make you feel tense, it was right in the moment when everything happened right away, and it was right, like here. And it was over. You weren't like always lurking and looming, waiting for Mary Shaw. It was like you knew when it was going to happen, right? And you knew when it wasn't going to happen. So, um, um, one other thing though, we we were talking about Donnie Wahlberg being not so great in this movie, uh. There's the one scene where he was in the dad's house, and I think you mentioned about how he fell over weird. Like he got pushed to the ground, and he fell on the ground. Oh, weird. Donnie fell. Yeah. yeah, but then when he they ran out of the house, and the Jamie character was like gonna run away, he's gonna follow him. That's before the like right. end of the movie, and he's like, I don't have enough gas for this. It was just a real weird line, like, like a, a, a continuation of they were trying to make this character like kind of a comic relief character in a very weird way that wasn't funny at all. No. Even at the end when he died, his shaver was on the ground, like yeah. buzzing, and was just like, "Oh, cool!" Like we didn't care about this character or never thought he was funny, and if anything, we just thought it was weird that he was always shaving. Yeah, always, multiple and, times. And a day. then at the end, when the shaver fell, I was like, "Ha ha ha!" That yeah. was like the laugh you got out of it. Was like, "Oh, good one," because it it wasn't um, wasn't all that good at all. But yeah, and then and then in the end, Mary Shaw lives, and she can she is just still out there. So if there are other people in the lineage, or she people somebody digs it up, that could be could have been a sequel. I guess somebody digs up another doll, or there is one. Was she undug them all? And why didn't she undig them all a long time ago? Maybe it took her a while to find Jamie. Well, how did she even come to exist as a spirit? It never even... Because she's taking revenge for her, okay. like, death, for all these people killing her. I mean, that's the explanation you get. She was killed by all these people, and so she, like, cursed them. Rightfully so, because... Right, if she did, in fact, she had killed that little boy, so... Right. You know. But yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's just a it's just a whatever movie, and I I could see why I probably I never hear most people talk about this movie. I remember when it came out. That's about it. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember it was just like a big thing. Like 
from the director of Saw, and I think at the time, maybe it might have been James Wan's production company or something. They like Twisted Pictures, and it was like the T with like the barbed wire yeah. around it. And they were like the same people who did, um, maybe did Saw or did all the other ones after that. But I think that was like their production company. But other than that, um, I think it was a pretty big. I don't think it did well at the box office because I can see I'm reading that. online that there was definitely idea. There was plans for a sequel. Oh, I think they were just banking off the success of Saw and his name, right? And being like, oh, well, if you do another movie, it's like gonna be a hit because this was a hit, and now we're gonna do sequels to that. And not, and I mean, they're still doing sequels to that. The one just came out last year. Another yeah, one. Yeah, And um. So, but I'm, I have to imagine he is very far removed from those movies, because at that point, if if you weren't involved for a long time and you're not driving that, you're not driving that force. Why why go back to the well? Right. It's not like a situation like the Chucky movies where it's the same person writing and directing all of these. There's clearly some sort of, maybe not an overall vision, but they know where it's going and they have they have these ideas that they're building for these characters that they actually care about because they continue to write them as opposed to the right. saw ones and, where, yeah, where, where, people where are just... if you're if you have other people taking over and whoever's writing it and it's just going in these weird directions what and they and like how many times can you do a twist and a twist and a twist cuz they kept trying to I remember like in the second like the I think the third one takes place before the second one or something and like right, they kept trying to weird. like flip flop all over in the time sequence and I don't know I just don't think you can recapture that reveal of the of the first one it'd be like the reveal in sixth sense like oh you can't make a sequel to that how are you going that's a that's a huge thing like you're going to try to replicate that reveal again in the same the same i mean i obviously i'm not shaman was like his thing for a while was like these like twist endings and stuff like that and still kind of does all those but um it's not like he was still in the same like universe line of doing right. things and it's like oh well here's just another twist ending with the same characters i don't know i mean it's a common thing that sequels just go on and on and on and just become crap over time right so. which actually um that makes me think of next week's movie which is a listener requested movie and it could be a pile of crap i have no idea and that movie is called Ghoul School. That's right. Ghoul School, next week on the podcast, listener requested. Unfortunately, Nick will not be with me once again. You know, he's working on that super secret, badass project, but he will be back very, very soon. So don't worry your little hearts, because Nick will be back. Joining me on the B-Movie Breakdown, but next week there will be another special guest a former guest of the podcast, but on many times. If you've listened to the podcast, you probably already know who it is. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 